Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast, where two football diehard fans feel the joy and pain of being lifelong Washington fans. They will bring you an unapologetic and an occasional level-headed opinion. So hold on as we fight for old D.C. with your two favorite knuckleheads. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold podcast. As always, right over there is my main man, Reggie. What up? Doe. Man, we uh cl- we clo- made it. Yeah, we're closing out the uh three part series yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, we made it, man. Yeah, we got got uh finished with the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles review of uh the moves that they've been making in this offseason. And we're gonna finish up here with the we hate it. The hated, despised what other negative words can we come up with? The disgusting, disgusting <laughs> lint liquor, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you know, did you say lint liquor? Lint liquor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that commercial. By yeah, the way, yeah, that's a good commercial. That's my my daughter uh, likes that. Uh, shout out to Sarah. Oh man, uh, but yeah, lint liquor. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so for for those that are new to listening to us, uh, Ken and I actually live in Dallas. Yes. So, so we're out here in uh, enemy territory, and uh, so we can't avoid all of the the billboards and the radio promos and the television commercials and stuff like that. We get it. We we can't even go to the store without either seeing the merch or someone wearing it, oh. hats. Well, you see them on bags of chips. Yeah, everything I mean, here, man. So so we get bombarded with with uh, cowboy stuff, but we're here in enemy territory. But we represent. <laughs> that's right and and we're not alone we're not alone there's there's a huge uh uh a population of uh washington fans here actually and yes. uh and of course we go to to uh the bar here in uh plano and uh and we'll get amongst family and uh, uh other washington fans and things of that nature yeah yeah when we're when we're not having a good season it gets about halfway or the back half of the season we still have 30 or 40 Washington fans. And, and when we're winning and, and kicking butt or the first couple games of the year, <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're at a hundred plus. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've had times where we can't even find a seat for anybody. That's, and that's right, man. Uh, that's so, right. But, uh, but that's usually early, early in the season though, early in the season or, or when we're having success, you yes, know, the, yes, the, yes, the yes. I mean the, the rookie year of RG three, RG3, man, you couldn't, you better get there about an hour before, at least before the game. Yeah. If you were wanting to see, you know, yeah. get, get your buddy to save you a seat. That's right. That's right. So, so with that being the case, we are, we are definitely, um, uh, I want to say in tune, but we definitely, uh, have an understanding of what uh, goes on here with Dallas and uh, all the things that goes on here, local radio, local, you know, sports talk radio. And uh, but you, you can't get away from it. If, if you're into sports and you, and you live here, it's kind of hard to get away from it. But uh, but but we manage. We we, we, we make sure that we, we fight read the fight. and listen and, and get our own uh, Washington coverage. It's all good, though. And we But we both make a, a pretty good habit of wearing a lot of burgundy and gold when we go out. Damn right. <laughs> right? Damn right. Uh, we, we, we like the confrontation. I do. And yeah. I, I don't say that I invite it, but I'm certainly not afraid of it. No, no, not at you all. Know, no, don't, that, don't come for me. So, some, some good banter uh, is pretty good, and most Cowboy fans aren't. Uh, they're just mentally not prepared for the... <laughs> for for the for the debate and argument and uh, well, yeah. trash talking, yeah, they don't understand. We're, we're kind of raw, you know. By, right. by the time some dude walk up to you and want to ask you about the team name, and you know, 
he he's he's a number ten, he's a tenth person. Right. By that time, you want to bite his head off, and you're like, oh, oh. Well, there's a, and, and people don't realize there's a whole lot of Fairweather fans around here. You know, cowboy it, fans, cowboy fans, cowboy yes. Fans. And the you know, when the Cowboys are not having a good year, it'll be like week number ten, and maybe they they lose by double digit points. You go in the office the next day and go, man, you, you Cowboys sucked, man. You got your, your butts whooped by whatever, the Giants. Like, oh, man, I didn't even watch the game. Like, right. it, don't, don't even tell me you're a, you're a fan <laughs> if you're not at least watching the game. Right, uh, right. They're, they're fair weather for sure. Yes, that's yes. Uh, but we don't need to get into all that. I think no, if you no. listen to this podcast um, as a Washington fan, you pretty much know Cowboy fans and how they are. You know about the team. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's a, I recorded that live of, of a cowboy fan after one of their losses. <laughs> but but you have an idea of what what we're up against, and uh, so but with that being the case, you know to to round out this uh, three part series here, we're gonna wrap up with the Dallas Cowboys, and off we go. Again, we reviewed uh, what each of the team had done with uh, within free agency. Uh, potential trades and also the the draft. And as an example for the Giants, you know they had the GM and coaching change. So they had, you know a lot more changes on them. But for for the Cowboys, they're 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 established, right? They've, status quo. Status quo from a well, the GM isn't going to change anytime soon <laughs> with with Jerry Jones. He's been the same GM yeah. for what thirty years, roughly. Uh, and then. Uh, no, no changes in the coaching staff, uh, but not yet. Right, not yet, not yet. But there's, I, depending on how they do, that that could change quickly this well, year. Essentially, though, they're, they're the most um, stable. Stable, the right word. You know, they're, they're the team that's not having any major changes. There's no GM change. There's no head coach change. There's no quarterback change. There's no running back change. I mean, for the most part, this team is is. Definitely running it back. I know. I know. We said that a lot with the Philly, and and with them running some things back with their players and their core players. But for the most part, they're running it back. I, I mean, I know I, they. I, I know they had some yeah. some loss in free agency, but I, I meant from a lot of the general, generalizing. I guess what they're doing, they're kind of running things. Back. No, the, the core of their team is definitely uh, the same. They, but um, uh, like I did for the other two teams. Or the uh, with the Eagles and the Giants, Giants. Uh, the Cowboys last year were twelve and five. They won the division. Um, and before I go through anything else, they had a solid team last year, but it doesn't seem like they were a twelve and five team. When I watch them play, and I think back at the season that they had, when I think of a twelve and five team, I think of a dominating team. And it, it, they had some games where offensively they were dominating. From an entire year perspective, I they they weren't the quality of a team that I typically think of for a twelve and five team. They were not, but here's why, right? Here, this is when you read the fine print. The Cowboys had a good team already, but last year, unlike us, we were playing a first uh, place schedule. Right. The Cowboys were playing essentially a last place schedule because they had lost Dak the, the year prior. Right. And so that coming back after his leg injury, they had a, a solid team 
playing a very last place schedule, easy last place schedule. So therefore they, I don't want to say dominated, but they certainly took care of the lesser teams. Right. And that contributed to a 12-win team. But to your point, they wasn't a dominating-looking team, but they took care of the teams they were supposed to take care of. And, right. and, that, and that's all you can do. You know, the schedule is what it is, and you beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And so they, they took care of business and beat those teams. Right. And most of the playoff caliber teams that they did play rolls into their five losses. Yes. Uh, and – in fact, or I think a couple, there was a couple, you know, narrow, narrow wins, uh, a couple against a couple. But I'm going, was, I'm going off the top of my head here, but I think there was a time in the season they had they had not beat anyone above 500. Okay, yeah, there was there was a, a stat in that that at, they at, for most of the season for yeah. most of the season yeah. they they hadn't beaten anyone who had a record over 500 at the time that they played them. Because yes. some, some teams might have ended up yes. having a yes. playing better at the end of the season, but yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, offensively, they were they were a potent team last year. Uh, they were number one uh, uh, in uh, points and yards on offense, and on defense, they were kind of um, depending on how you want to look at it, middle of the pack. They did well on points allowed at seventh, but yards per uh, per game, they were nineteenth. So, but keep in mind they were, I think, pretty much last in all those cat defensive categories the year before. Remember, they were historically bad. Oh, absolutely. So there was a huge yes. jump, yes, on their defense uh, statistics wise, but also from an eye test, they looked a hell of a lot better from the year prior. Where they pretty much, I think, was last in all those categories. Yeah, the defensive coordinator uh, Dan Quinn came in and you know. Give him credit. He he did a good job at putting the the pieces together and getting them to play together. He did. And I don't know how. I'll be honest. I don't know how the Cowboys kept him from a head coaching job this year because there was a lot of interest in it. And he interviewed. I know. I mean, it was kind of expected. I think by everybody that he was going to be gone this year. Yeah, he interviewed uh, for some of the uh, uh, job openings, and then all of a sudden he decided to. Uh, take his name out of the uh, out of the runnings for any position. So I don't know if it's because he was only being offered the the rebuild team, you know, as opposed to going into a, a team that was already had some talent on it. Right. Um, and he and perhaps I don't blame him. He you know he kind of went through that in Atlanta a little bit and on his first um, head coaching gig, and so he didn't want to go through a rebuild. Right. And I think Jerry Jones, I think sweetened the pot a little bit, as well as does Dan Quinn think he could be the future head coach in Dallas? I'm sure he I'm sure he probably thinks that slash thought that probably prior to Sean Payton coming out, putting the Cowboys on his list of oh, <laughs> three, yeah, te- yeah, three teams yeah. he, he'd want to coach. Um, because at the time of the Jerry Jones slash uh, uh, Dan Quinn situation, Sean Payton was essentially just going to sit out, right? Right. Well, he, was, he hadn't left yet, had he? At that point, I think he he hadn't announced his retirement yet. I'm not sure, but yeah. but there wasn't any talking of him coming to Dallas at that time, right? And so, uh, you know, th- th- things have changed. I think. Yeah, I mean, Sean Payton ran New Orleans into the ground with a <laughs> burning, burning ball of fire and left, <laughs> and gets somehow everybody everybody wants him. Well, he wasn't the GM, right? He wasn't a GM. He, he had a lot of influence. He he he's like Ron Rivera, 
that he has a whole lot of influence in what's going on there. Well, that's true, but I think they were doing the all-in, right? We, we knew we had a true. window with uh, 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 Drew Brees, and so if that meant going into salary cap hell and all that just to kind of win one more championship, I think that's what they were doing. So I think that was a organization decision. Well, if, if they had Now, a, it sucks that he bailed on them when Drew left. Right. But when, when, the, he, when the cupboards are bare and there's no money for free agency and anything, that's when he bails. He he wouldn't have bailed if if it had been if Drew Brees was still there. if Drew Brees from seven eight years ago was still there and the and the salary cap was manageable, he'd still be there. Well, if the salary cap was bad, he'd still be there because he's got his guy right. 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 But but yeah, he he he. You know, it was an organizational decision, I think, to kind of just do what we need to do to win. And when it didn't happen, Drew stepped away. Then, then Sean Payton left. Right. He's like, not not my problem, right? Right, right. But anyway, getting back to to the Cowboys. Um, and, and Payton was, for those that don't know, Payton was a uh, offense coordinator. offensive coordinator with Dallas before prior, he went prior to, to the New Orleans. Job, New Orleans. Yeah. So a little, little background for those that may not know that. So one thing I want to point out here is, uh, unlike the Eagles, with the Eagles – brought everybody back and didn't really lose anybody. The Cowboys was the complete opposite. Right. No real major key free agents um, during the offseason, but they lost some key guys on the offense and defense. They lost the lineman, Lyle Collins. They lost yep. Amari Cooper. And they, I, I, trading Cooper, yes. Yeah, but he's yep. gone. Yeah, no, I agree. They lost uh, – uh, Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory, and for some people, they lost their mate, the big kicker, the kicker with the big leg, uh, Greg Zerline. Well, and I think, again, when you look at the numbers, I don't think it's as big, but I, I'm going to go ahead and throw in Cedric Wilson. It seemed like his numbers weren't off the charts, but he made some impactful catches and touchdowns throughout the year. Um, He's the third third wide receiver. Uh, right? I, I guess he was kind of third slash fourth last year, uh, but he, he was productive – once Gallup went down with his injury, yeah, right? Correct, correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, but he he filled the role, I think, better than what most people expected, and he's gone as well. Yes. Um so now it's all on CeeDee Lamb um to be Q, uh wide receiver one. And there's no number two. There's no number two on their roster. Well they they've re signed um Gallo. Yeah, but he's coming off an ACL injury. I understand. I understand. That but guy will probably miss half the season. It, it, well they they have faith in their no, what they no, did is the, what they the did is they, they well the tight end, but they also signed uh, James Washington, wide receiver that was in Pittsburgh. Right. Well, they well they franchised. That's what I was trying to think. Of. They franchise tagged uh, the tight end. I, I was surprised. I think a lot of people were surprised that they franchise tagged him. And I think to where some teams franchise tag them a, a player because they're so good. I think they franchise tagged him because while he's a he's a, he's a decent tight end. Losing him would have been huge. Would have been huge. Uh, so it was, it was more about the position and some talent. It was a strategic move to, on, on yeah. their part, right? Yes, it is your point. Yes, it, it was. It wasn't in a roundabout way. It wasn't based on talent. It was. It was talent slash the hole that he would have left with losing Cooper and Cedric Wilson and 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 right, um, right, right. So anyway, that that's what I was kind of getting at on there. And then when the, uh, we talked about how both Philadelphia and Giants had at least solid um, drafts, the Cowboys were 
they were okay. Uh, they, you know, they picked up offensive linemen out of uh, Tulsa, uh, Smith, the offensive tackle, who, who's supposed to be end up probably being pretty good. But, I mean, that was the 24th pick. So it, it wasn't like they were getting Neal out of Alabama or a couple of the, the number one uh, tackles out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, with the exception of – I shouldn't even say the exception. Between the draft – and the free agency, the Cowboys didn't do much of anything adding talent. Um, they, they lost more than they replenished. Correct. Um, and, 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 again, I think their ex- expectation is that they already have a bunch of guys, key guys in key positions, that's going to get this team. I mean, they were a 12-win team, and so they feel like, yeah, you know what, we'll, we'll just run this thing back. But other teams have gotten better. Other teams have gotten better in this division. Between you know, we just talked about the Eagles um, in the last episode of this podcast, and certainly I feel like we've gotten better. I agree. And so, so if the Cowboys are just sitting there thinking, well, we were a twelve win team and we can just kind of run this back, and you know, Dak's year two removed from this deal, um, hey man, maybe we can run it back. But you know, I have questions about someone like Zeke. Right, Zeke, I, I question whether or not he's going to bounce back. You know, has this guy hit a wall? You know, people talked about he was might injured last year, and maybe that was why. Uh, you, you're hoping that's the case if you're a Cowboy fan, right? But I'm starting to question: is he is has he lost it? Has he lost a step? Has he done? Has he become uh, uh, Todd Gurley? Has he become Steven Jackson? Where you know, once those guys hit that wall, man, and it's just it's, that's it, right? Right. And, the and to be fair, I mean, they they put a lot of load on him the first. Three or four years. You know, that's what teams uh, do, right? Right, right. They run them in the ground. A- absolutely, absolutely. But I think you know, t- to your point about you know how they did last year and the moves that they made to make them better, or did they lose players? I-, I think the Cowboys. Again, this is just on the surface, uh, and we we discussed on a previous podcast that the Cowboys have the easiest schedule in the NFL based off of the record of the teams that they played last year. But I see the Giants not being nowhere near a, a playoff team, but I see them being a little bit better. I see the Eagles potentially being better. I see Washington potentially being better. Yeah. And the Cowboys are the one team that I see out of all of them taking a step back. They're not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and say they're gonna be, you know a four win team. A four win team. Right. But I I don't see how they'll be a twelve, a twelve win team. I don't see that either. In, in, unless they're just taking advantage of the bad teams and and catching some breaks and everything. I don't think they're the talent of of a twelve win team this coming year. Oh, I one hundred percent agree. Um, and, and again, I think the twelve wins that they got last year, I think was a little bit of fool's goal, and uh, and it got them in the playoffs. And we saw what happened when they got in the playoffs. In fact, they hosted a playoff game and didn't do anything with it. No, no. Way to go, Niners. But. Uh, but but at the same time, man, I, I'm with you. Um, not a lot is happening here, and and I'm okay with that. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm okay with it because again, I never ever want to lose to the Cowboys, and uh, so I'm hoping this will be the year that we can you know return the favor and uh, put that whipping on because that's what they did to us toward the end of the season last year. Um, it, it it would be nice to 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 spank them both times this year. Uh, once earlier in the year, and then I think we play them week. Three, four, somewhere in there. Week four, and then uh, you know, play them toward the, toward the end. Of yeah, the towards the end of the season, and uh, so we, we we can put a whooping on them early and put a whooping on them late, 
and take away any excuses they may have because uh, we'll catch them either before injuries or after injuries or in between injuries. We don't we don't care. We just want to whoop some cowboy butt. So I want to circle back to their defense. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you mentioned about the improvement on the defensive side. Michael Parsons and uh, Trayvon Diggs were the two standouts last season. Well, well Diggs was Diggs was a mix. Now, uh, Diggs he was had a lot of interceptions, but he also was one of the cornerbacks that gave up the most big plays. I, I, I get that. I get that. But it, but the guy the guy on the national stage became a star, right? Let's let's. I understand he wasn't he wasn't out there on an island if, he wasn't he wasn't a shut down corner well, I, but I just want to you know from a from a coaching from a from a fan perspective a lot of fans that weren't aren't knowledgeable would think that man he's 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 one of the best five or six cornerbacks out there you won't get any coaching uh, or people with knowledge of the NFL that would say he's he's that good he's an improvement of what they had a couple years ago but let me say to, this. To back off Parsons? Let me just that, say this. That boy is a crazy stud uh, right there. I'm not here to, to debate the Trayvon Diggs. The guy made the Pro Bowl. We had none. He made the Pro Bowl, right? Led the league in interceptions. And although he gave up a lot of yards, an interception is a turnover. You, you can give up yards. You, right, you can right. give up yards. and still You, well, you, you can not give just up. yards. He gave up yards and touchdowns. You though. cannot give up yards, and the, the, the opposing team can still go on and score a touchdown. But, however, you get an interception, that's ball back to the offense. So, I, I understand. I'm not calling him all pro. I'm just simply saying guy made the pro bowl, led the league in interceptions, and he can improve on giving up the yards. But to have a guy that can get you double-digit interceptions, I'll take that. But that being the case, my question is, can he repeat that? Can he duplicate? Can he improve upon the Pro Bowl season he had last year? Same thing with Michael Parsons. Had a hell of a rookie year. But with the loss of Randy Gregory, opposite of now, because he was playing between Randy Gregory and uh, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Right. Can, can he get that production now that he's lost one of those guys, because now the def- the offensive line can rotate toward this guy now, right? right? Um, so again, will the loss of Randy Gregory be felt beyond just Randy Gregory being on the field? Whether or not it's going to f- affect the production of Trayvon Diggs and uh, Michael Parsons? Like I said, like I had kind of said before, um, Parsons is the real deal. Uh, I I cringed. When he fell to the Cowboys, the way everything kind of fell out in the draft when they when they picked him up, with, with he exceeded Randy, with, my expectations. Right, with Randy Gregory uh, being gone, and, and I anticipate that he might not quite have the year of next year, but he's still going to be a very impactful player. Uh, I, th- I think Diggs is Diggs is set up to have a fall. Um, because I, again, I don't think he. Well, he won't get all those interceptions potentially. Uh, you know. and, and, and once you start, once you start getting burned without the in- interceptions, because you take risk, and just just like, uh, well, Ken, a, just, a, like just like a quarterback the first year or a receiver the first year, once people get a lot of game film on you, they're going to start setting you up. And so people like 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 Terry and the, the receivers out of uh, Philadelphia, they're going to set him up. With with double moves and everything for him to bite and go, and he's just going to get burned. But you don't. <laughs> that's his. That's his. But I'm saying that's he's all or nothing, and that's what he was last year, and he's going to get exposed even more. Fair, I think. Fair this year. enough. 
But just like you know that, you don't think he knows that that's what he's worked. So how do we know that he hasn't? He's been working on his game, and maybe that's something he's gonna get better at. Listen, I I hope the guy turns out to be Jack, right? I hope he turns right. out to be Jack shit, right. Right? right? Let's be honest. But my point being is, just because he gave up a lot of yardage last year doesn't mean he's not gonna work on his craft and turn right around. And now I was saying his interceptions go down, but but his also the yardage he gives up can go down because he's I'm sure he's working on it. I would assume he is. Right. He, he knows right. he gave up a lot of yardage, a lot and of, touchdowns, and a lot of that is. Is instinct also, and keep in mind uh, the, the guy the, was a wide receiver. He changed right, positions, right? But I, but I think part of that is, is it's, it's it's not knocking him that he's a horrible player. It's that his instinct is to try to make that big play, and when it when he's successful, hey, he he gets the interception, the big play, the knockdown, the whatever it is. But that instinct is once the players know that you have that instinct, and it's hard it's hard what, what to stop instincts. I, I think it is. What is it? Because I, I didn't see all the games, so I don't know. I attributed his interception was his ability. Unlike most defensive guys, they don't have hands. This guy and, was and a he's form, long. This he's, guy he's was long, but he was a former receiver, so right. he has hands. Right. So it wasn't that he he was biting on plays as much as when the ball got around him, he was able to come down with the interception because he has hands as a former receiver. Not so much that he was taking aggressive approach to the, to the play and was jumping balls right. and to make the play. So that's why I attribute it to. Yeah. I don't know the answer. At the end of the day, I hope he turns out to f- and, and take a fall because he, he plays for the team that I don't like. Right, right. He, he doesn't have hands like Carlos Rogers, that's for sure. You're damn right, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to me, I just said, well, once the ball got near him, he was able to catch it. That was right, the difference right. between an oh, interception. I, I, absolutely, and, absolutely. So, so I assume he's working on getting better and not giving up yardage and touchdowns. And if he does, the intercession will maybe come down, but so does the other things. Right. But nonetheless, the question is, does Parsons and Diggs, who were key cogs in their defense, do those guys continue to uh, – do they take a step back or do they continue to move forward in the production? Because they were key to what, to what that defense did last year. Yeah, I, I think – I mean, to, to your point, they were both – Made big plays. Yes. Right? They the, did. The, the, the rest of the, the defense, uh, I'm not trying to belittle the rest of the defense, but the, the rest of the defense was, was, was a solid defense, and those were two guys, they, uh, they two, plays. two of the guys that were making, making plays. Yep, yep. And some of the pieces that probably helped them with you know, Randy Gregory putting extra pressure on, and, and, and again, and, and other players, um, will they be able to match that again? I think I, I see the offense and defense both taking a small step back. Okay. Okay. I'm not I'm not again, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be twelve and five again. I'm not sitting here saying they're only going to win four or five games, but I think the Cowboys offensively and defensively take a step back and you could have to bring your game to beat them. Don't get me wrong, because they got talent to burn you. Yeah, they're still they're still a very talented team. Absolutely. But I don't I don't think they've got the pieces they need to sustain that throughout entire season. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, but to your point, I'm still worried about them. Still concerned about them. Absolutely. Uh, I think we could potentially beat them this year, but they could also easily, I could easily see us losing to them just simply because, you know, they, they play well. We seem to not show up or we, there's always, I mentioned to this to you last season. Every time we go into a game to play the Dallas Cowboys, there always seems to be something, whether 
key guys got hurt the week before. Somebody suspended. Someone got hurt. We never go into COVID. a game. Yeah, we never go into a game against Dallas healthy. Right. They, right. We they, we seem to always play them at full full strength on their side, and right. we're always missing key guys whenever we play them. And so when we lose the game. The fans don't want to hear that. Right, Cowboy fans right. don't want to hear that. All they want to come in in, in your face and talk them. about talk about how they kicked our butt, but they don't understand that we're playing with a third string quarterback, right? Fourth and fifth string uh, offensive lineman, right? Right. <laughs> they they don't want to hear any fifth, of that. Fifth string center. The the, the, last, the last time we played, right? Them. Fifth right, string, right? So we never seem to play them at full strength. So I'm a little bit glad that we're getting them in week four, right? Um. So hopefully we can go in and get the get the win. Then they'll be in Washington. By the way, I think. Yep. no, 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 it's here. The first, um, the first game is here. Yes, it is. It is. I take that back. Yeah. It'll be here, and then of course the last game uh, that we play them is in Washington. So right. we'll see. We'll see. Um, but I'm a little worried about them. Just a little bit. A little bit. But, not, uh, not 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 much. But but, just but, I'm, a but I'm hoping them to take a taking them the Cowboys to take a huge step back, man. Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I think uh, you know we all. We all have the same sentiment when it comes to the Cowboys. Cowboys. And, That's right. And uh, you know, besides, besides that, just get get them two wins, man. If it, like I said, we both know we want to beat the Giants. We want to beat Philly. We man, definitely, definitely, one hundred percent, definitely, got to get the two if at all possible in any way. Beg, borrow, cheat, steal <laughs> to get the two wins against the lowly Cowboys. That's it, man. Well, that's all we got, folks. We're going to sign off and uh, hope you enjoyed this three-part uh, series that we that we put out for you guys because um, I think training camp is just right around the corner at this point. Yes, and it uh, it's just a matter of days away. And uh, so, hail to the commanders. Hail to the commanders. Peace out, knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs>